This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, in honor of Administrative Assistance Day this week, I'm talking about the executive assistant as leader. And if you are an executive leader, then hopefully you have a wonderful executive assistant who's essentially your right arm. Your executive assistant is someone who is a great resource, a problem solver, Your executive assistant increases your productivity, and your executive assistant is a phenomenal thinking partner. So gone are the days when you're thinking about the executive assistant strictly in an administrative role. This person is truly a leader. They're smart, they're influential, and they can help you to achieve your company's vision If you think about them in the right way, select them in the right way, and continue to create and offer opportunities where they can shine. So I want to talk today about just a number of pieces related to that. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about what the executive assistant can do for you as an executive that really helps. So number one, one of the things your executive assistant can do is to make sure that certain details and certain tasks are taken care of, tasks that are important, however, ones that you shouldn't be doing as the executive leader. And one way to think about that is your assistant can increase your efficiency, again, increase your productivity by removing these necessary but time-consuming tasks, things like scheduling appointments, responding to emails, responding to phone calls, doing responses to social media, social media outreaches, things of that sort. They can also make sure that they keep your calendar to keep you organized so that you're in the right place at the right time and that you're doing the most critical function for the business. That's really important that you're doing the most critical function for the business. Executive assistants also bring you knowledge and information about better ways or more efficient ways to do certain tasks. And that's an important function as well. So for example, in my case, my executive assistant has a teaching function with me when it comes down to technology. When the pandemic hit, I knew how to be a guest on Zoom to join somebody else's room. I didn't really know how to run my own room. And so I had her run rooms with me for a while. And then she taught me how to do it so that I could actually host my own meetings, be able to set them up, send invites if I wanted to, and I'll certainly be in there and host a meeting on my own. That was something that I learned from my executive assistant. So you want to be in a position where you're willing to learn from the person who's your right-hand arm. Secondly, executive assistants do a great job at managing relationships, all different kinds of relationships that are important to your business. Those relationships might be with the employees of the company. 
And sometimes it's your executive assistant who remembers people's birthdays or other important anniversaries with the business. They might remember that it's time for us to have an appreciation effort in the company. So often it's your assistant who comes up with that. They're also sometimes talking to clients and managing some important aspects of client relationships. Maybe a client is calling, has an inquiry about something, wondering about a service. Perhaps it's a new prospect who's calling. They're also talking to outside partners and talking to people who you may want to collaborate with in the future. So they're representing you. It's almost as if you had an avatar in a sense of yourself that you're projecting out there in the world and your executive assistant is in that role to multiply the places where you can be. Your assistant is there on your behalf. Thirdly, your executive assistant is in a great position to conduct research for you. Maybe this research about, in my case, for example, if I wanted my assistant to research some statistics or information for a podcast that I was going to do or an article that was coming up, my assistant certainly could do that. Your assistant also may research key information that's important to know about trends in your industry or new government regulations and laws that are coming down the pike, or perhaps there's some key client information that you're seeking, then your executive assistant is very good at doing that as well. And then fourthly, the executive assistant is an important person for all kinds of venues of communication. Frequently, they are the translators from what you say as the executive and what gets disseminated elsewhere. If your assistant is good at public speaking or good at writing, that person may actually do the newsletter for your organization. Especially if you're a smaller company and you may not have a media or public relations arm in your business. The executive assistant can also put together presentations for you, PowerPoint presentations, make sure that they have the right look, the right feel, and that they capture the audience in the way that you want to capture the audience. That person can also, again, make sure that your presence in the social media world is the way you want it to be. So that communicator, your executive assistant is communicating in those ways. And then fifthly, another way that your assistant is useful is to provide high value information and to disseminate high value information. So a lot of times your executive assistant will hear about things, know about information that will advance the business. Maybe your assistant is hearing this because of organizations that they belong to that are outside of your business or because they're in meetings throughout your company and they're hearing things. So their ear is to the ground. What's important? What's going on? What does the executive need to know? Because it will help them to really achieve the vision of the organization. And so they give great information to you and also take information that you're putting out and disseminate it in a meaningful way to other people, whether in and or outside of the organization. So given these important roles, and this is not a comprehensive list, this is just a subset of all the things that your executive assistant could be doing for you. And I'll just mention them again, helping you to be more efficient by taking those time consuming, but important tasks off the table and doing those for you. That's number one. Number two, relationship management in and outside of the organization. Number three would be research to on any topic or issue where you need some additional information for communication and translating information as they communicate. 
And then number five, just providing information both to you and then from you to others as well. So given those five critical functions of the executive assistant as leader, there are at least three types of meetings that you regularly want to have with your executive assistant. One is what I'm going to call the strategic vision or direction meeting. And periodically, no less than quarterly, and sometimes more frequently, depending on the size of your business and and what you're involved in, you want to sit down with your assistant and make sure that your assistant is read into your strategic vision and direction. What are the key objectives of the company over the next quarter, over the next year? And you want to leave room in that conversation, not only to just transmit this information, but to hear from that assistant about their ideas, their observations and reflections that would be helpful to meet that vision or to meet those objectives and to identify how they can help you and the company to get to those objectives. So that's number one. You want these periodic strategic vision and direction meetings. The second type of meeting you want to regularly have with your executive assistant is what I'm going to call a productivity or task meeting. And here, you're thinking about and asking yourself on an ongoing basis, what am I currently doing that my executive assistant can do or even someone else in the organization? And you want to give your assistant permission to also identify things that you are doing that probably you shouldn't be doing. And sometimes the assistant will say, well, that's something I could do for you. Or the assistant might say, that's something that probably would better reside in the marketing department. So you want to be open to these ideas because even as you regularly review your plate to ensure that you're only doing what only you can do as the executive and everything else, you're delegating to someone else in the organization who can do it. So even though you're regularly doing that and you're reviewing your plate, we all know that new tasks come up and the plate gets full again. So we have to look at the plate again. We have to reevaluate where things are and figure out still what else needs to be delegated. I'd also recommend asking your executive assistant something like, What else would you like to do to advance the strategic direction of the business? Maybe it's not something that's on your plate and it might not be on your executive assistant's plate. However, it's maybe an area of interest or strength of your assistant and it's a new idea and you might want to hear what that is because it could advance the business forward. So make sure you ask that question, what else they would like to do. And then the third type of meeting that's important to have with your executive assistant, and of course, you've heard me talk about this with teams, is the after action review meeting. So there's a project that your assistant took over and did on your behalf, operated on your behalf in some way. You want to sit down together and you want to review that project and talk about what went well, maybe what some of the challenges or difficulties were, what didn't go so well, what did you learn from this experience collectively, and what collectively do you want to do different the next time around? And these meetings are not optional because a lot of organizations, they leave their learning on the table because they fail to have the after-action review meeting and to mine that information 
to be better the next time around and also to continue doing what's working and what's going well. In summary, those three meetings you want to have is the strategic, visionary kind of meeting at least quarterly in the business. You want to have the productivity and task meetings regularly, maybe weekly for sure, and after action review meetings after big events have occurred and big initiatives that you've accomplished and you want to review them. So in order to be an executive assistant who is a leader, that assistant has to be someone who's smart, who's resourceful, who's a self-starter, who's proactive. They don't just wait for the executive to direct them all the time. They look around to see what they could do, what would be useful, what would be helpful, and they get busy doing that And the executive assistant, because that person's representing you, the executive, needs to also be professional. So as you are thinking about selection, as you're thinking about hiring, uh, keep some of those qualities in mind, not to mention, of course, all the skill-based things that are also important, being able to be organized and being able to uh, manage uh, details and so on. Of course, you need that, but you also need these other aspects as well. So as we close out today's segment, I want to share today's biblical word of wisdom, and it really comes from the book of 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter, verses 8 through 13. And we're going to see a picture of the king at the time of Judah and how he utilizes, I'm going to say, the scribe. So in this story, we have the scribe, we have the high priest, and so on. And the scribe was the one who very faithfully often took notes to make sure that the scriptures were preserved and kept in a true format over generations and generations. In some respects, they were like a really high-level secretary of sorts. And I want you to hear how the king is operating with the scribe and the role that the scribe has. Then Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. So Shaphan the scribe went to the king, bringing the king word, saying, Your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. They were repairing God's house at the time. Then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. Then the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam the son of Shaphan, Akbor the son of Micaiah, Shaphan the scribe, and Azaiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go, inquire of the Lord for me, for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is aroused against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that was written concerning us. So what I want you to keep in mind is that here we have the high priest, very key position, gives this valuable book to the scribe. The scribe reads the book. The scribe brings the book to the king, reads it to the king, and then the king sends the scribe as well as these other close associates out to inquire of God on the kingdom's behalf. So what I want you to see is that someone who's close to you 
in this important executive role is someone who's bringing you important information, someone who's trusted that others will give important information to, and it's also someone that you can send out on behalf of yourself, on behalf of the business to do a great job, to have an important conversation. And what's more important than talking to God? And that's how the scribe operated in this account that we read today. So as you think about your business and you think about your executive assistant, if you find that you have been underutilizing this person and maybe undervaluing this person, vow today that you will step it up and really identify the creative superpower talents of your executive assistant and put that person to work in service of you and the business. Make their job more interesting because you're giving them something important to do that also leads to achieving the vision of the company. Did you know that teams do the bulk of the work in successful organizations? And for this reason, it's very important to build and develop your teams. And first, you might want to know where you are in the process. So I invite you to take the complimentary team assessment to identify your current strengths and also your learning opportunities in launching and developing high-performance teams that get dynamic organizational results. So go to my website, www.transleadership.com, and you'll see on the homepage, there's a brown bar that says, take the high-performance team assessment. You'll find it just under the running photographs. Click there and get your results. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.